Welcome back to the Shit Dad Podcast, where we change you from lad to quintessential Aussie dad while sharing our fatherhood wins along the way. I'm Nick. I'm Cam. And we're without Dave this week, but we thank you once again for taking time out of your busy week to share your fatherhood stories and listen to ours. We have a fantastic guest for your ear holes this week, uh, but first, a little bit of housekeeping. We are still keen for you to right now go into wherever you listen to your podcast, give us a five-star review, but we also would love to get a one-word review. So we're joking before, it doesn't have to be in English, it could be whatever you want, uh, you know, as long as the rating is five stars, we yeah. don't care what that word is. So jump in now and we'll read a few of those over the next few weeks. Yeah. Um, and if you'd like to get in touch with us, please do, at shitdadpod on Instagram or shitdadpod at gmail.com are probably the uh, easiest ways to get in touch, but don't forget we're also on Facebook, shitdadpod, um, and also TikTok if you are that way inclined. Uh, now we've also got a few Shit Dad merch packs still ready to go so if you haven't got one of those snap one up for just 30 bucks hit us up once again through the dms and we'll flick one over to you and go to terryflynnbooks.com.au to get your half price copy of terry flynn i owe you one it's a story of an aussie bloke who's a bit of a joke this larrikin bumbles his way through life one schooner at a time have read, can recommend, get amongst it. It's cheap as, great story. And our mates at Nakey Hammocks use the code DADPOD, D-A-D-P-O-D, for 10% off any purchase. So set yourself up for summer with one of these beauties. I've got a little bit of uh, social stuff coming with that. So oh, nice. Get yeah, excited yeah. for that. Yeah, pumped. I think now it's school holidays as well. Uh, perfect time to take some time with the family and uh, be laying around in a hammock. Dead set. If you don't have one of these or a hammock in general, you're doing it wrong because uh, that's the only way to get through summer. Uh, but, guys, I'm very excited to introduce Adam Chadburn, a stay-at-home dad and an off-road triathlete. He's been on Ninja Warrior twice, but spent more time in the water than Michael Phelps. How you going, Adam? Good, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. I do fall off obstacles well. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I wanted to know about um, Ninja Warrior, do they G the crowd up to just cheer for everyone? Um, a little bit, yeah. They do have a hype man that goes around and G's the crowd up a little bit. Yep. Um, they do cheer for everyone There's, and um, he generally does a good job, the hype man. Yeah. What about your family? Were they there with you? Um, yeah, my family came down with me. They were um, they were there for the short stint on the sideline <laughs> uh, that it was. How long did you last? Oh, not long. Uh, one 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 time I lasted till obstacle four. Yeah. The next one, I was probably one of the first people in the water. I lasted to obstacle two, but I got there really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Finishing soon really is not a strong point in many It's many not, it's not. So thanks for having me on. Awesome. I, you can't see it on a podcast, but I did attempt to grow a mo when I heard I was going to be on a dad podcast. <laughs> Um, my youngest daughter actually G'd me up. She said, why don't she was watching me shave. She said, why don't you grow a mo? And I said, oh, your mum doesn't like that too much. She said, why doesn't my mum like that? And I couldn't really explain the right, <laughs> right answer to why she doesn't like it. I sort of had to say, well, mum, mum doesn't like the look of it on me. I couldn't say. The feel? No, she, she doesn't like it um, spiking her in the ass. Like <laughs> Your mum doesn't want to get chafed up by my spiky <laughs> mow on the ass. I'm glad I can't, I can't grow one. Though. Yeah, I was going to say, even like a short stint is better than what we could do. Yeah. So. <laughs> Your poor missus. <laughs> and by twice a week, I'm rounding that up. <laughs> you say week or month. <laughs> oh, mate. Um, we'd love to get into uh, have a good chat about your dad stuff and um, I can't wait to hear a bit more of your stand-up material. Um, but... Uh, just wanted to warm you up a little bit first um, with a dad quiz. So basically, I throw, I surprise uh, all the guests with it, and we do like a little thing. How dad are you? Try to mix it up a little bit this week, just to see your reaction to just everyday fatherhood uh, dilemmas. We'll call it excellent. All right, so you can't make your own answer. You have to pick one of my shit ones. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I like this. Okay, all right, barbecue. You're at a friend's family barbecue at your house and one of your mates start flipping steaks or rotating the snags before you wanted them to, uh, only because you walked away to grab a beer. Do you, A, get on with it and give him the side eye, B, sack whack him with the spatula, C, politely tell him that he shall not touch your meat again or he'll be excluded from the all-hallowed sausage on bread? Oh, I go with A. I always just go with play it as it lies. Yeah, right. Yeah, nice. Someone's flipping the meat, you let him. 
Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. They're that way inclined. Yeah. You know? If they if they need an alpha dog, your house, you're just going to let them do that. That's Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Flip my mate. Players at wise. Players at wise. I like it. Okay. Question two. You're beach camping with your family, and your kid runs into the tent or caravan covered in sand. Do you a pack up everything and go home? B, throw them back into the sea like the sea urchin that they're acting like. Or C, get them out and aggressively brush them off with a dustpan and brush. Uh, dustpan and brush. Probably throw them in the sea as well. Yeah. <laughs> Just because it's funny. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Got to teach them a lesson. Yeah, or, and, then, and then roll them in the sand after, after they get back out. Give them a bit of a prawn cutlet. Yeah. <laughs> Good answer. Uh, number three. You take your kid to watch your favourite footy team at your hometown stadium, which is? Brisbane. Yes. Bronx. The Broncos. Boom. All right, you're taking her to see the Broncos at Suncorp. Just as your team looks like scoring, your kid says they need a poo. Do you, A, tell them to hold it, hold it in for a minute or until halftime? B, pick them up and make a big deal about looking like super dad and giving up everything for your kid while secretly taking slower steps and watching the game at the same time? Or C, take them to the toilet while looking visibly frustrated so that every parent in the vicinity can feel your pain. Oh, B, I'd try and get them to hold it, really. Yeah. <laughs> I'd always start with a, with a tempting an A. Yeah. Can you just hold on for a bit? If you can't hold on. I'll, yeah, buy, a, I'll buy a, an ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell them, oh, yeah, the toilet's just over there, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it'd be, it'd be a B. I'd be sneaking over watching the game at the same time. Yeah, yeah, love that. Uh, all right, number four, you've taken on a DIY project and built a cubby for the kids. Your mate comes around with his kids and starts telling you about all his grand projects that he's completed. Instead of complimenting yours, do you A, unfriend physically and on the socials, B, change his nickname to Two Sheds in the boys' group chat, or C, outline that he didn't put his hand up to help you so you had to settle for your own inferior handiwork? Definitely change his name to Two Sheds. <laughs> <laughs> Every group's got one, don't they? I love, love giving a uh, nickname on a group chat. Oh, it's too yeah, good. Do you, not have, do you have any group chats where you don't? No, I don't think so. No, no. Everyone's, everyone's got, got, got a nickname. Yep. yep. Outstanding. All right, number five, your kid says, oh, I'm hungry. What's your answer? Hi, hungry. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> uh, and they say, oh, I'm bored. Hi, bored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, bored. I'm dad. <laughs> Did you see hungry on the way out? <laughs> uh, number seven and final question, what's the official dad noise when sitting down or relaxing? <laughs> I think there's a, a massive arsenal of them, but anything exhaling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Extravagantly. Anything that isn't words again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. Uh, well, this, this uh, episode, we'd love to talk to you about your, uh, your fatherhood journey and um, the things that have come up in, on the way. But, uh, yeah, we just want to tell us a bit about your family and, um, and yourself. Perfect, yep. I, am, I have three kids. I'm a stay-at-home dad. I'm a plasterer by trade. Um, so when we were having kids, my wife, she's quite a careers woman and she didn't want to be the stay-at-home parent. Um, she was quite... Um, at first when she was on maternity leave and she had to take care of the kids, she was quite depressed with that. She just wanted to get back to work, get back to um, her lifestyle. And I had to be the stay-at-home parent. Basically, I had to give up plastering and be be that parent that stays home. Um, quite a quite a big um, culture shock that was going from mm. the the job sites to having to uh, raise a kid at home, and and um, it was a good one. I just threw myself into it and um, and winged it along the way and worked it out That's as I was way going. To do anything, isn't it? Yeah. And she she got back into her career. She'd always wanted to be an international businesswoman flying around the world making deals. Um, at that stage, she was sort of working her way up the food chain and she needed to get, she just wanted to get back into that and she did and that's paid off big time for us. She's got to where she wants to be now. Um, she is living that dream that she'd, she'd wanted to pursue and um, that's great. When I, when I met her, I always wanted a, to have a, a girlfriend at the time who was quite... Um, who just wanted to go places. Yeah. Um, what's the word? Drive. Yes. Yeah. Ambitious. Yeah. I wanted a, an ambitious um, partner and I found one and I, I just wanted to support her however I could. And if that meant that I was the one that had to stay home with the kids, then yeah, so be it. That's what I did. That's so good, eh? Very, um, you know, it's a lot more common these days for dads to be doing that. Is it, yeah. Do you wear it like a badge of honour? 
Well, yeah. So before she had our first first kid, um, I saw p- those people walking around with those pouches on with the kid <laughs> on the front of them. I said, I'm never going to be one of those. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. I'm never going to wear one of them. And uh, we had one. Yeah. And I put it on one day just for a laugh. And I'm like, oh, actually... I've still got two hands I can use all the time. <laughs> this is not bad. The kids just like stuck to the front of me, and <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, I might, I might just, I just started wearing it more and more, and all of a sudden, yeah, I, I spent uh, a couple of years of my life wearing this pouch. It was, <laughs> it was great. Yeah, yeah. When the baby got too big, you started putting the groceries on there, and hanging, <laughs> yeah. hanging the bags off. All of a sudden, I was one of those people. I was, I was saying I was never going to be. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I'd be catching the train with the pouch on catching it into my wife um, to so she could breastfeed oh, our yeah. baby in her lunch break. We'd oh, be wow. going in, the old ladies on the train would be going, oh, look at this, he's wearing a pouch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was crazy. It was, oh, the old pouch. Please tell me you kept the baby on while you were breastfeeding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking this off. <laughs> <laughs> now we always do talk about the old like ergos and the different yeah. brands. Like all those pouches are great. Uh, once you once you start rocking it, you realise how how good it is. It was so good. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, I'd, I'd love to hear more about that because I, I love how you've sort of just said nut nah, from the start and supported your wife. We we fast forwarded a bit to you staying home with the kids, but can we talk about that attitude when it came to the pregnancy as well? Like what made you want to have kids uh, with your wife? Yeah, so. I was just ready to have kids. We'd, we'd spent a couple of years overseas. Um, she did that to progress her career as well. She got a lot of good experience. We were living in London for a little bit. Um, I was just ready to come home, um, settle down, have some kids, get on with life. Um, she was sort of didn't want to at that time. Um, she still had a few things to do um, with her career. So I, I sort of let her do that. I said, can I go home anyway and start progressing with um, what I had to do? I wanted to come back, get back on the tools, mm. um, do my own thing with work as well. So we, we did that. She ended up going to India, opening up um, her own branch. She was working for the Bank of New York at that point. She went over and opened up a, an Indian branch for the Bank of New York. Um, so they had 24-hour um, somewhere was open. open wow. um, so she opened an off, offshore branch. When she was finished, oh, she flew me over to India at one point. Um, she's got to she's got to come and see this, and I'm like, oh, I don't don't really want to go to India. Mm. She's like, I've already booked it all. <laughs> all you have to do is show up to the airport and get on a plane. I'm like, oh yeah, that suits me. I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, I can get to an airport. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I did that. Um, went over to India. That was a bit of a bit of an experience. Um, and then after she was done in India, she came home, and yeah, we settled down, started having kids. Yep. Um, we had made that decision uh, beforehand that she was gonna sort of kick on with her career after kids and um, I was going to be the one who uh, did the home duties. Yeah, nice. Did it help going into that knowing that that was, you know, something you'd agreed upon previously as opposed to leaving it until it's, you know, oh, we'll see what happens? Yeah, it certainly did. It was. Um, it made it so much easier to talk about it beforehand, um, knew exactly what was coming. Um, it was still a bit of a shock when it happened and uh, I had to get used to it but, you know, I just threw myself into it, hit the ground running and, and never looked back. That's so good. Mm. How many kids have you got? Two. I've got three. Three. Yes. Yeah, it's a good club to be in, though. Yeah. So I, I, I wanted one at first, um, and then she talked me into two, and then we accidentally had three. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. So how did you support her um, in those pregnancy stages? Was it different for the first to the third? It was uh, a lot different from first to third. Um, it was quite exciting for the first one. Um, for the third one, she was. Um, she had pre and postnatal depression um, mm. on on the third occasion, um, so that was quite difficult for her. Um, she, but um, she still claims now that uh, I helped her get through that quite well. I didn't even know. I didn't know that she had it. I didn't even know what it was. Mm. I didn't know it existed, and she had it kept it quiet. She didn't want to bother me with it. I guess. Mm. Oh, um, that was huge. And. And she said, like, my attitude and positivity towards everything sort of helped her get through that. Um, later on, we sort of, I sort of found out she um, talked to me about what, what she was going through. Um, and I just sort of supported her as best I could. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, I'd never heard of it before. I didn't know 
what I was supposed to do and um, I just sort of did the best I could. Uh, I just supported her as much as I could, took the load off her, yeah. um, sent her back to work, just let her get on with her life yeah. um, and it worked mm-hmm. and she is great now. That's so good. Do you, uh, postnatal depression is obviously something we talk a little bit about on this pod but pre isn't something that comes up an awful lot, obviously. Mm. Do you think that's part of it was because of that was the third child so she knew what was to, to be expected and what was going to happen? I, I think part of it was that she wasn't actually expecting a third child. It was such a big shock to her. Um, it really got her down that she was just looking forward to those two getting back to work, getting on with things. Right. Mm. Um, when the third one hit, it really... Um, must have messed with her head a lot. Yeah. Um, I didn't realise, but it, it got it down quite quite a lot. Um, I was still doing my thing at the time um, and she I didn't realise she was so uh, down about it. Um, I should have picked up on the signs. Yeah. There was times like coming out with a, the positive pregnancy test crying and things like that. But oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. It could have been crying with joy. Like, yeah, <laughs> it could well, have yeah. been tears of joy. I, I, wasn't, I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I accidentally peed on this stick and instead of having another babe. <laughs> oh, that's great. So um, if you could go back and were there any other um, any other signs apart from that one do you, that you can nail down now so that any listeners that might see the same thing in the, in the coming months can identify it? Yeah, she. Um, there was a time where she went really quiet, a sort of um, didn't want to talk to anyone or be around anyone, sort of rejected any, like, Maybe not on purpose. She just was feeling that she really flat, and she just didn't want to associate really with the world at that point. And I didn't know what was wrong. Um, I just wanted to give her some space. I said, "Look, I'll I'll give you a little bit of space to clear your head. I'll get out of here for a couple of days and take the kids and give you some alone time." And that was when she sort of said, "No, don't do that. Um, here's what's going on. Okay, um, yep. Need you around, mm. yep. um, even if." It doesn't seem like that. She sort of needed me there for that support. Um, and the lighthearted and the yes. positivity. And yep. Yeah. Yep. And I just uh, stayed upbeat. Just, I didn't change much to what I did um, consciously, mm. but uh, she, she believes that uh, having me around helped a lot. That's unreal. Now, moving forward to today, you mentioned you've got three kids. How old are they at the moment? At the moment, they are six Eight and eleven. Good save. <laughs> I won't ask your birthdays. No, I was about to say that. Don't ask the dates of birth. I did get asked that the other day. Um, I went into the doctor um, with one of my kids, and they asked her date of birth, and I gave one of the other kids date of birth. <laughs> <laughs> the first couple of digits and her year of birth, and I'm like, oh, hang on, I've, I think I've messed that up. Yeah. And the doctor's like, you know, you have messed it up, it's this. And <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's shit, that'll be right. <laughs> at, least, at least you didn't get a tattoo with their names in case you forgot them. <laughs> Should get one with their birth dates. <laughs> I'll tell you one shit dad story yeah, yeah. that I've done. Um, I went in to drop off something for one of my kids one day and they said, oh, yeah, no worries, um, what is her class? And I'm like, oh. 1M. They're like, okay, 1M is uh, such and such her teacher. I'm like, no, no, that's not a teacher's name. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, that, then she's not in 1M. And I'm like, oh, okay. And she's, they're like, who's, who's her teacher? And I'm like, oh, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't remember her teacher. I didn't know her class. <laughs> Turned out she was in uh, 2G, so I got, <laughs> I got the wrong, number yeah. and the letter wrong and, and didn't know who her teacher was. <laughs> So you're at the wrong school. <laughs> <laughs> I got the school right. <laughs> um, I'd love to know, Adam, how your upbringing uh, sort of shaped how you're how you father. Like, we is it completely different because it was a different dynamic, or entirely different? Yeah. My kids are brought up so much differently to what I was brought up, um, and that's I think more the dynamic that my wife brings to the upbringing as well. Um, or maybe, or maybe it's just my style. Uh, I guess it is my style, actually. I'm, I'm there with them the most. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, one thing I did take from my upbringing was um, sports. I was quite involved in a lot of sports as a kid, and um, I guess what that taught me was consistency, discipline. It, probably more so as I got older, I worked that out. I had to work it out for myself. Mm. Um, that what the consistency and dedication and discipline can get you. And I've sort of tried to instill that into my kids and um, that's sort of uh, one thing I've really 
um, clamp down on when I'm uh, raising my kids is to um, show them that consistency and dedication certainly pays off in the end. And um, I've I've got a daughter. I coach her for athletics, and uh, she's one of the biggest discus throwers actually in in Queensland, probably in Australia for her age. Awesome. Um, and I didn't know anything about discus, but we just went and sort of threw every Started day. throwing plates up at the park. <laughs> Pretty much. We were, we were having a bit of fun on the way to school every day. We'd stop in at the park and she'd throw a discus at me and <laughs> I'd be throwing it back. And now you know, she's 11 and I can't throw the discus back to her anymore. I have to walk halfway and throw it back to her. Oh. I can't throw it as far as her. That's wow. so good. Is that, is that the discipline... Um, uh, get better or easier as they get older. You mentioned, you know, you've got. You know, I'm guessing, yeah, young primary school all the way, and she'll be entering high school soon. Yeah, it does. Uh, I think it does get easier as as they get older. I think maybe because it's the habits more developed. I believe if you start them young um, with the discipline, it, it's just habit. As they get older, they yeah, they got no dramas um, getting up and doing what they have to do. That's so good. I'd love to deep dive a little bit more into the discipline side of things um, during the chat but as far as your the upbringing goes would you say that um, your journey f- through fitness and um, your endeavours with like um, Ultimate Warrior not Ninja Warrior sorry uh, would, that has a bigger effect on your fatherhood than your upbringing? Yeah certainly um, I my upbringing it was I liked my upbringing um, was sort of I was really, I had like a saltwater upbringing, I guess, um, as far as my upbringing was concerned. We did a lot of um, fishing and and gathering of, of saltwater things. I was um, had a lot of fish uh, to eat. My father was a professional fisherman. Right, So yeah. it'd be the crack of dawn, we'd be, you know, going and getting prawns or catching prawns or catching mullet or whatever. Um, yeah. And we'd always be, have fish in the, in the fridge to eat. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, and my, my mum worked on a egg farm, so fish and eggs were a big part of my diet growing oh, yeah. up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Nice and healthy. That's a good, <laughs> good chunk of the, t- the pyramid. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. The food pyramid was good. Um, but then also I didn't, um, like the way we were raised, I didn't really, Then we and me and my wife have a laugh about this now, but when we met, we were like 18 years old and she said, come around and have dinner with my family. And first, before I had dinner with her family, she had to teach me how to use a knife and fork. Oh, wow. <laughs> because I never... So good. Yeah, I used to eat with my hands. Yeah, yeah, right. Even like if it was a steak or something, I'd just rip it apart with my hands. That's how I ate. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was normal. Carnivore. Yeah. Yep. And, That's um, sick. So she taught me how to use a knife and fork and I went to dinner with her family. We didn't used to sit around the dinner table with my family and eat dinner together or anything like that mm. unless we were hungry at the same time. Yeah, wow. Um, but when I went to her parents, the in-laws' house for the first time yeah. to have dinner with them, I'd only just met them and it was so weird. I, I was using a knife and fork and they were trying to talk to me while I was eating. I'm like, why are they talking to me while I'm eating? <laughs> I can't do two <laughs> things at once either. Is eating time? <laughs> I, I, I couldn't work it out. And I thought, why weren't they talking to me before we sat down or, or why can't they talk to me after? And I, I didn't realise that that's how dinner went with the in-laws. <laughs> so good. Do you still do that today with, the, with your kids? Do you make them all sit around the table or is it more like when you were... A, no, oh, we do it properly now. Yeah. We were having a laugh about that, man. My daughter earlier today that um, she knows how to use cutlery. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, would love to love for you to unpack a little bit um, around uh, your what motivates you as, as a dad, as a person. Um, so, thinking about you know, you mentioned the physical side of things as well, but also um, the mental escapes. So, um, you know. You've mentioned you're a positive person, uh, and that's your attitude on life. How does that change when you know you have some ups and downs? Is there any um, things you you do uh, from mental health and a physical health point of view? Absolutely, yes. Um, so when I, after I drop the kids off at school, I've pretty much got all day then to get my jobs done and do what I like. I train a big chunk of that day being an off-road triathlete. So if I've got something on my mind, I can take off into the trails for a few hours. And it's unbelievable how clearly your thoughts are when you're just riding around in the bush on your own all day. Um, If I've got something on my mind, I can take off on my bike. By the time I come home, 
it's all unjumbled and solved. Mm. Cool. I was actually going to ask how you keep the men, uh, like the dad bod away, but I won't <laughs> just answer that question. Yeah, I do. Hours of a training. A lot of training. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And eating fish and eggs <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with knives right. and forks. <laughs> These days, yeah. <laughs> right, so you've got a lot of time then, so you meant like, because how, how, how many hours did you say you train for in a typical day? Um, probably about two or three. Yeah, okay. Um, so. In a typical day of all, yeah, it's nice. I've got to um, also get you know, the washing, the folding, the cooking, the cleaning, all that done um, as well within that day. But I, I just um, can get stuck into it. Yeah. It's, um, there's a lot you can achieve within a school day. Yeah. Um, if I'm not training, I'll, I'll be renovating as well. I just do renovations to the house. I'll just do improvements here and there. Um, I, that, that was one of the things uh, when I first started as a stay-at-home dad, being a tradie, I said, well, I'm going to be doing my head in here all day with a baby. So what we did is we bought a rundown house that I could work on all, oh, nice. all day. Yeah, yeah. So I did that up, um, sold it, made this great profit out of just renovating a house. Sick. I'm like, oh, how good is this? I'm staying home with a kid and I've just um, turned over an income just as good as I was when, I was, so when yeah, I was actually working. Yeah. Did you have the baby on the chest with the, <laughs> in, in the baby Bjorn? Well, it was, it was so good um, when I had only one kid and she used to sleep for three hours every single day. Oh, so good. Uh, and that just gave me so much time to renovate and I'd get into that. And even when she wasn't asleep, you'd throw in the jolly jumper down next to you. She'd be jumping around while I'm, while I'm renovating. <laughs> having a good time. Put the wiggles, yeah, put, put the wiggles on the laptop oh, beside so her. Good. She can watch that, jump around. Oh, some serious hacks coming through here. That's so good. Yeah, you stop every now and then, give her a, give her a bottle, something to eat. Yeah. And uh, get back into it. Yeah, that's so good. Like, I'm doing it, I don't know about you, Cam, I'm doing it completely wrong. I have the same situation as you, except I work two days and two nights and have four off. And if the kids are at school on those four off, I do all the stuff I need to do before 11 a.m. That's my time cut off. That's no training. That's probably why you look like you and I look <laughs> like me. And then after 11 o'clock between that time and, and um, school pickup, it's tools down. Yeah. Binge watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> I might change that to uh, go, go for a swim or do something. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. I don't, um, yeah, I don't get too much binge watching happening <laughs> at home. I don't... Um, uh, unless I'm doing like winding down at night after the kids have gone to bed, I might put an episode of something on Netflix then if I can't get to sleep. Um, but I generally try and get to sleep pretty early as well because that's quite important. Um, that I think that's the silent performance enhancer when it comes to endurance sports is getting adequate sleep. How much yeah. sleep do you reckon you get? Oh, I always try and get at least eight hours. It doesn't always happen. Yeah. Um, but then... I have this little band that I wear on my on my wrist to, that tries and tell, tries to tell me how much sleep I need every night. Sometimes the band's saying I need ten hours if I've done a big training day. Sometimes yeah. it's saying you, you might I need nine hours or eight or whatever. Um, I don't stick to what the band says. Generally, I will just get what I get. Don't get upset. Alicia's watch doesn't. At least your watch doesn't abuse you. Mine tells me to get up and move. And like, <laughs> One of my other wrists tells me. That. Oh, yeah. It actually when, just told me. Um, about five minutes ago, I heard it buzz and go off. <laughs> Take a break and Literally move. Literally, while we're um, <laughs> doing this podcast, it, like, it buzzed on my stop arm. Telling me what to do. You're not my real mum. Or just saying your heart's elevated. You look like you're exercising. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just getting interviewed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just talking about my wife. <laughs> it's making me really nervous. <laughs> so, so tell me a bit more about being an off-road triathlete. So, did you start doing regular triathlons and then evolve to that, or did you go straight into it? How does that kind of um, what, how does that look like? Yes, I, I was just a regular triathlete um, at first and then I saw that you could do it off-road in the trails, um, mountain biking, trail running, and I thought that looks interesting. That's, that could add an element of fun yeah. to what I do and I started trying it and it, it added an element of pain <laughs> because I, I fell off a whole lot more on, <laughs> off my bike in the trails. There was a lot of trees and rocks and things to yeah, hit yeah um more hills a lot, a lot of hills and <laughs> i was i hurt myself quite a lot learning how to mountain bike but um these days yeah the skills have elevated and i barely fall off my mountain bike ever um i just went to the australian off-road triathlon championships um had to come in had the place in the top five for my age there to book myself a spot on the australian team um, I managed to do that. Nice. Wow. Um, so I'll be 
going off to the world champs next year um, to awesome. compete. Whereabouts? Yeah. Stay out of the water. It's actually in Townsville. So oh. Uh, oh, that, awesome. that was one of the draw cards is yeah, yeah. that it's not going to interrupt my training by having to fly across the other side of the world. Yeah, um, I'll yeah. be able to train perfectly right into it. My, it won't interrupt my diet. I can still eat my regular diet all the way up. I won't have to eat any airport food or travel across the other side of the world, work out what I have to eat over there. Um, it's all local. I can drive to Townsville in a, in a day and a half and I've actually drove there in one day before. It's um, not going to interrupt me too much at all. Yeah, cool. Yeah, wow. How do you balance that with being a dad? Yeah, so all the training gets done within school hours um, and obviously on a weekend I'll get out um, early on a Saturday morning get some training done I'm generally coaching I also coach my son's soccer team as well on a Saturday morning so I have to get my training in before that Um, I like to coach the kids um, interact and get involved uh, wherever I can Um, so I I do that I just do all my training around my dad duties basically cool makes it work it does yeah it's it's nice um to have that little bit of um availability through the day to get all my training done if i want um it just makes it so much easier if i don't have to because all my competitors they still have to go to work um every day and yeah i'm I'm sort of i stay I'm, i'm staying at home and i can train through the day um i guess they might be training around those hours though uh who knows you've got to make it work however you can and that's where your dedication and consistency comes in exactly right just program it for what suits um your lifestyle and you've got to really stick to your program and and um just trust your process um we've sort of mastered the um the weekly food plan for a family of five but i'd love to sort of compare it to yours considering (laughs) like i said i look like me and you look like you (laughs) Uh, we've we've stuck around the two fifty to three hundred dollars a week uh, grocery budget. Is is that ballpark yeah. for you? Do you think? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, um, I could be a triathlete. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's about right. We do eat quite healthy yep. as well. Um, most of our meals we we well try to, but also I go off. You put the energy in to put the energy out. Yep. Yeah. Um, so. I do eat, eat a lot, but if, if I eat, um, I guess, junk food or whatever, it'll generally be before a big session that yep. I know I'm going to produce a lot of energy. Um, I sort of eat eat those things to produce energy, basically. Yeah, cool. So good. And I, I also put that mentality onto my kids. If you're going to eat junk food, make sure that you're... It's before, it. Yeah, it's before you're going to have a big energy output, some sort of... Um, before, like before a soccer game, yep. I'm happy with yeah, okay. my son um, eating something with sugar in it because I know he's about to burn a whole yep. lot of calories in his soccer game. I'd love to ask you with that as well. Like I, I coached my son's soccer team last year. He's only seven. Didn't want a bar of it. I was just sitting on the sideline going, I am wasting my time. <laughs> How's your kid go? Oh, no, he goes, goes, does well. Yeah, my whole team, I sort of try and get them fired up every week. Yeah, they nice. don't, they're not a team of superstars, but they all get in and give it their best every game. I try and try and instill a winner's mentality, but it's not, not that easy when it's a bunch of eight year olds. (laughs) (laughs) You can't really do the Braveheart speech on a bunch of eight year olds. No, they'll be looking at, looking at a plane going over or something like that. Um, two of them will be wrestling. It's, uh, (laughs) if you guys win today, we're going to pizza. (laughs) Pretty much the best thing that's ever worked was, um, I held up a Pokemon card and said, the best player today is getting this. And yeah, they all ripped in. Oh, there you go. Good motivation. They won 12 nil that day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good man. Um, I just wanted to ask as well, um, Basically, what's your favourite thing about being a father? Oh, I don't know. Spending time with the kids. It's all great. I, I really enjoy being a dad. Um, I am quite, funnily, funnily enough, I'm quite good mates with all my kids. Um, we get along really well. We have a lot of fun. Um, my wife as well. Um, I try and keep everything uh, quite fun with the kids. Um, my wife always says to me, you should be more of an authority figure. Um, the kids won't listen to you. I said, they do, look at them. They, they listen to every word I say. Um, I respect them, they respect me, and we, I give them leniency, and they, they respect what I say as well. Mm. That's really interesting, because you, you've got the, 
all those different sort of parenting styles. You got the authoritative, the uh, authoritarian. There's a um, passive or something. Yeah, the yeah. one that sort of yeah. just basically got no rules, but it sort of comes together where all of them mixed together is that the right balance, you know? So, like, when they're towing that line, do you sort of still get up them a little bit? or? Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll get in trouble if they're doing something stupid. Um, but generally, yeah, they'll, I'll make them think about it and, and work, like, I'll let them make their mistakes. If they're making them, that's a good way of learning, really. They'll... Next time they'll know not to do it again. <laughs> I can see them making a mistake and I'll just let them sometimes because it's gonna, they're going to be better off for it in the long run. Yeah, nice. Well, it's definitely that. hard to do that, isn't it? Oh, totally. Yeah. Like I was watching my kid make a mistake and then he lost a front tooth. I was like, mm, that was probably my bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's yep. a big one. But he's not going to do that. No, not to do that next time. <laughs> How's that sort of differ to your wife's um, authority? A, a lot style? different, yeah. A lot, a lot different. She's quite. Um, she's the boss of the house. Um, just like her work, she's she brings it. She she brings the same authority home. Boss energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's fine by me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm happy with her being the boss. Um, the kids are will toe the line more when she's around. Um, well, they don't really step too much out of line anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she cracks down on them a lot harder than me if um, if they do step out of line. But you still sort of have that really good. Um family balance where you, you do stuff on the weekends and like you know, still spend that good quality family time together. Yeah, we really do. Yep. And, um, also individually, I try and spend, uh, time with the kids individually as well as, um, as a family. Um, so they get the, the quality time, uh, just with me as well. I have, um, and I try and keep it sports related. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll happy to spend that time with my son at soccer. Um, then I'll go spend time with my eldest daughter at her athletics, um, my youngest daughter at her gymnastics, whatever yeah, cool. um, has to happen. Um, and that's, that's our quality time. And, and I get right behind all their endeavors. Yeah. They get behind mine. Nice. Yeah, they come and watch you do your trails and stuff. Yeah. Well, well you don't get to watch much the of events, uh, the yeah. trail stuff. Yeah. On, on the road, they, well, one, one, my eldest daughter, she came and, and did an event with me. Um, she jumped in and cool. got on a bike and actually did a triathlon on the road. Um, she didn't do any good, but she just wanted to do it because I was doing it. She yeah. goes, oh, yeah, I'll get involved. I'll do that. Give it a crack. Awesome. Yeah. So she was stoked. Nick, Dave and I signed up to do a triathlon last year. Um, well, we, we committed. We never did it, but we'll, we'll do it one year, won't we? <laughs> just like we said, we'd do the, um, the, the trail in Papua New Guinea. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Kokoda. Kokoda, yeah. 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 Eventually. <laughs> Which triathlon were you going to? Uh, I think, yeah, Noosa or Sunny Coast is yeah, usually yeah. A, one yeah. of those ones. Yeah, oh, a good... Um, Noosa's a beauty. Yeah. What do you yeah. think the best entry-level triathlon is for a couple of plebs? Uh, when I was a pleb, and it did happen, I was really bad when I first started. Um, I was at a triathlon club and they said, if you want to get out of the into bigger events, um, go into the Queensland Tri-Series. Uh, they have actually beginner events within that series. Oh, yeah. and it's shorter races, um, it's more fun. Yeah, yeah. you got the sprints oh. and the yeah. super sprints. And uh, that's how I got started, just mucking around in them and having sounds a bit like, of fun. Sounds like a good starting point. Yeah, we'll do it next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <this> next year. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, mate, that sort of wraps it up for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, been super interesting. Um, thanks for your time. I want to be a dad like you when I grow up. This has uh, <laughs> been really, really... Um, <laughs> No, just really nice to hear about your relationship with your kids and the effort you put into the, even that one-on-one time, like you're saying. It's, mm. It can be quite hard Which to do really that. really hard with three, yeah. Yeah, totally. especially, yeah, especially with three. I've got three as well. Yeah. Um, mine are very young. So, um, yeah, and I think what I've noticed is even when you do spend that time with the one-on-one, you notice their behaviour is so much better and they just, I don't know, they just really feel that connection and that... Mm. Um, um, you know that respect as well. So yeah, that's that's a really cool thing that I've taken out of that chat. So yeah, yeah it certainly is. That's definitely the case. Of um, thing I took out of that chat was definitely to make more of my time when the kids are at school instead of being a fat lazy <laughs> slob. No, it is, it is the perfect time whenever you get the chance. Um, and you've got um, your alone time. That's that's my time to get out, do my training, or do my renovating, whichever. Um, I sort of yeah, I don't spend a lot of time chilling out unless I need it unless I'm really struggling and need the recovery mm. um, then that is a good time to to whack a, a show on and do a bit of binge watching if you're really having a, a day where you where you're low on energy because you've had a big day the, yeah, true. Yeah. the previous day or whatever yeah um, other than that yeah I'll get out and get into it I have 
Um, also, like training partners that I'll say, I'm going to be here at this time. Are you coming? And they'll say yes. And then you're committed. You have to actually show up. I can't be lazy that day. I'll do little tricks like that to actually make sure I commit myself to go get my training done. Um, so then it doesn't matter how I'm feeling, I've got to be there. Yeah, so good. So I think we were talking about, yeah, the Renaults, the, 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 you've you know, made this Australian team for, um, for the tri- triathlons. That's fantastic. What's next? Is there anything that you haven't done that you want to try and that you wanna, you've always wanted to do or will you continue kind of doing what you're doing? Yeah, I just sort of play it by ear. Um, I'm happy doing what I'm doing at the moment. I ha- do have that World Champs coming up next year that I've yeah. got a, I've pretty much got 11 months now to prepare for that. So um, no one will see much of me in the next 11 months. I'll be have my head down training, um, and that's basically what I do. I don't go out and party with the guys or anything like that. But um, I try and stay social when I can. But then when my mates don't see me for a few months, they know why. Yeah. I'm getting ready to try and get in form. Yeah, great. Training, dating and hitting the trails. Exactly right, yeah. It's a good lifestyle. Outstanding. I'm going to take some of that into my lifestyle as well. Um, but I reckon it's definitely time to finish the episode with our favourite time of the week. Adam's got a few, but I think um, should we should we start with ours first? And yeah, well, I, I wasn't around last week, obviously, um, so I just had a, a one that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, went away for a, a work Sydney trip uh, two weeks ago, uh, just a little twenty-four hour stint there and back. Um, and like I mentioned last time I went on a work trip, I came home with all these, you know, these um, goodies swag. for the kids, the swag, and you know, <laughs> all this merch from the different businesses that I saw for the yeah. kids and the wife, and they had a great time. This time around, because it was such a whirlwind trip, I um, definitely kind of forgot, but I did throw something into my bag in the hotel room as I was leaving. So I got home, the kids, first thing they said to me was, Dad's home, Dad's home, what do you got for us? Because <laughs> I think they're just trained them <laughs> to do that. Awesome. Okay, great. Um, oh, yeah, I definitely have something for you, but you have to share it. Go into my bag and I pull out the shower cap from the hotel. Oh, sorry. And I'm like, you have to share this. And do you know what this is? And they were like, no. And I sh- I've showed them, put it on the head. And I said, you always have to do a dance when you wear it. And they just thought it was the best thing ever. They were running around the house, taking turns dancing and just thinking it was the best. So it did the trick. That is awesome. <laughs> That's not shit at all. That's phenomenal. That is good. I'm, I'm using it was, that forever. It was a last minute quick, oh, I need something, throw it in the bag. That's oh, genius. Wow, that's cracking. I, I guess it's the same with kids that age, hey, like it's the same with mine. You make anything sound fun, they're yeah. going to froth on it, hey. Yeah. But um, not really froth related, but um, I was at the park with my kids. I took three other kids as well. So I had six kids at the park while my wife and um, her friend were sitting back drinking whatever they were drinking and talking probably about the, the partners. You know how it is. Uh, anyway, I was just like, fuck this, I've got cabin fever. I'm taking the kids down to the park. Um, we walked and I made them walk in a bubble. So they, they all st- had to stay together. And if one, I was like, ah, get back in that bubble. And they all sort of, everyone held hands and walked together in this bubble all the way park. And I didn't take anything. Like, and I was like, oh, we're only going to be there for a while. I'm not going to take any wipes or whatever. And that was already my biggest mistake because obviously um, my youngest decided to stand behind a swing where a fully grown child was swinging and got KO'd herself. Oh. Um, not literally, but she had the like a real blood nose and there was blood pissing out everywhere. I was like, oh, my God, this is terrible. I was like, family's everywhere. No one even looked or tried to help. I was just like looking with this panicked look on my face, looking for like paper bark or just anything that wasn't rubbish on the ground to wipe this kid's face. And I was just like, oh, these shorts are old. Pull, pull the pocket <laughs> oh, yes. out, rip the inside of the Did pocket you? out, I, I wiped her nose off. I was like, that'll do it. And then I death stared the family over there. So I was like, you could have helped your dogs. That's <laughs> just really one up to them. That's yeah. just gone, you know, shirt yeah. off your own back kind yeah. of situation. That is so good. If, yeah. I, if my rig wasn't so sloppy out. at the moment, I would have taken the shirt off and done that. But I was like, no, nah, I'll go the conservative option. And the worst part was when we got back to the house, I was like, I kept going to put my phone in the pocket and that's the pocket <laughs> I put it in. So I hit, it hit the ground at least three times. I thought you were going to say you, you, uh, you, know, you took your pants off and did it and you were at a, a kid's playground pantless. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's, what I, that's where I thought it was going. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, this, is, this has just turned nah, really good, this story. No, nah, I'm not going to incriminate myself <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, uh, that's my shit, that story this week. Nice. What have you got, Adam? I have got one. Um, 
I had to take my daughter into the doctor um, and the doctor required a stool sample. So she's given me the, the little plastic um, cylinder, said, take that away, go, go get me a stool sample. Um, and I said, oh, all right, um, how do I do that? And she said, well, put an ice cream bucket, empty ice cream bucket into the toilet when she's going, um, let her go and scoop it out um, out of the bucket and flush the rest away. Like fill the jar, not just like a sample. No, no, she, she said do it into the bucket, pull the bucket out, scoop it in, scoop a sample out of it. Yeah. Put it into the cylinder yeah. and flush whatever was in the, um, the bucket, yeah. in the bucket away. So um, I'm like, okay, I'll do that. Um, went, went home and my daughter's like, okay, I've got to go. I'm like, all right, we got the bucket out and put it in the toilet and she went and I got my sample and I said to her, you know what? Why don't you put the lid back on this? Put it back in the freezer, and after dinner, <laughs> t- tell your older brother to go get himself some ice cream. <laughs> Would have been the best prank. Oh my god! Did she do it? Please tell me she, she didn't. Did no, she didn't do it. She uh, was like, nah, nah, nah. Flush it away. Gross. <laughs> oh, that's elite. That's that's a role of a dad, isn't it? To kind of <laughs> aim kids to do that to each other. Prank each other. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I think oh. the worst I've done is the the pink eye thing. It's like, wait, it's like dad pull my finger. I'm like, no, don't waste it on me. Go get your brother. <laughs> goes over. It's like pull my finger. I'm like, no, don't do it. And then he just turns around and gets him straight in the face. I'm like, oh, don't know whether to be angry or proud. That's <laughs> gold, mate. That's unreal. Good gear. Mm. It's hard to it's hard to come on the pod and, and know the uh, the levels of, of shit dannery that we, that we say. So some some dads come along and they've got nothing or they're not sure. But that was that was a great. He's one. matched and yeah. two sheds this. Yeah. Oh, I had a listen before I came. Oh, there you go. I thought I, I had, had quite a few uh, ready. That was, oh, that was probably more? the better one. Yeah, a few more. I'm all oh, oh, Do you want to hear the, the time I did a dad save? Yes, yeah. I love a good dad save. Dad save. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was. I was um, Training with my mate when my kids were little. I've got I've got two kids um, that are less than two years apart. Um, so when I had a newborn, I went training with my mate, and we had a kid each in a in a pram running, um, doing workouts every two kilometres. We'd stop and do a workout. This was when we we're training for Ninja Warrior, mm. and um, we're running down Winham Esplanade, and on Winham Esplanade, there's no handrails. The the footpath just drops straight into the ocean, basically. <laughs> so we run along there um, with the prams and I'm staying away from the edge, um, all good. And I come to a load of people and my mate's running with me, beside me, with uh, my other kid in a pram. And I, we have to weave our way through these people and my mate weaves through. And as I'm weaving through, um, I had to go tight over to the, to the side where the ocean was and then weave back towards the other side to get through the people. Um, as I weaved, my son stood up in the pram. I didn't realise I hadn't strapped him in. Oh. He's flown completely over the edge and I grabbed him in midair as he was get falling into the oh, ocean that's by the back of the shirt while I was still running, plonked him back in the pram <sighs> and kept running. And the, the people I was weaving through went, oh, that's the best dad I've ever seen. <laughs> that's so smooth. That's almost better than Ninja Warrior. <laughs> as long as someone sees it as well. Because if they didn't, you'd be looking it's around waste, going, yeah. come on. Yeah. <laughs> looking for uh, the CCTV from the, the shop over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they said, I wish somebody had filmed that. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would have got a million views on TikTok. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. that's awesome. Mate, yeah. That's unreal. Well, uh, that, that sort of wraps up the, the show, mate. I really appreciate you coming on today and sharing your, your fatherhood journey and your, um, your elite shit daddery and your elite um, athletic style, I guess. I yeah. Know. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. So good. You got anything else, Camo? I was just going to say, if there's, if there's anything else, any final words you had around, um, uh, you know, that, that kind of uh, discipline side with, with kids, um, more like, you know, the, the habits and, you know, forming that at a young age. Anything else you wanted to impart on the listeners before you go? Sure, yeah. Um, the consistency of it and um, the structure of it, I, I would say just from an early age, you structure a little bit of discipline in and, well, I did it through sport. Um, I guess there's other avenues to do it. Um, and, well, one, one story from the coach's box. Um, I'm at a state athletics carnival and I'm in the coach's box and my daughter's throwing the discus 
and I can see the intensity in some of the other coaches and they're, they're like, oh, you have to do this and that. What You did this with your arm. Putting all this pressure on these little kids mm. to, uh, they're, they're like 10 years old. And I'm thinking, oh. And, and I heard one coach say, my grandmother could throw further than that. She's oh. 84. Brutal. I'm thinking, what? these are just little kids. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself at that point, if you haven't, um, if, if this kid isn't throwing the way that you want them to throw, this is as far as they can go. This is the state championships. It doesn't go any further than this at this age. If they're not throwing the way you want them to throw now, it's not the kid that's doing their job wrong. Yeah. It's, it's you that hasn't prepared yeah. them properly. The, the kid doesn't know how to prepare themselves. Yeah. Um, basically all I had to say to my daughter as she was walking out was, see ya, have fun. Um, if you get bored between throws, don't think about your next throw. Just take a bottle out, do some bottle flips to keep your, <sighs> so to keep her mind off her next throw, keep her coordination in check, and yeah. that's all she did. And occasionally I'd see her land a bottle flip. She'd look over to me and celebrate. This <laughs> <laughs> in, in her best competition ever. That's I think. awesome. And, um, yeah, I just couldn't believe the intensity in the coach's yeah. box. And I'm thinking that's that's not a chink in the kids' discipline. No. Yeah. They're living out their dream, not the yeah. kids, you know? Yeah. Unreal. No, really keep, good keep it yeah. relaxed and, yeah. and keep it consistent. Yeah. No, thanks for that. That's awesome. That's great. Um, no, really appreciate it again. Uh, thanks for coming on. And, yeah, we wish you all the best in, in the upcoming endeavours. And um, we've really got heaps out of your fatherhood journey and uh, and all your ways of going about fatherhood. I'm, I've taken heaps out of it as well. I'm sure the listeners have too. Um, but, yeah, see you later. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. And uh, thank you guys once again for taking time out of your busy weeks in fatherhood. We'll be in your ears again this time next week. Have a good week, everybody. Celebrate